What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Asi podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the UFC Apex card going down this weekend from Las Vegas, headlined by Vincente Luque versus Rafael Dos Anjos. 13 fights going down in the Apex this weekend. But before we get into that, I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Ozzy. How are we doing this week, my man? That's right. We got an all-Brazilian affair in our main event. I am uh, very uh, fond of uh, affairs with Brazilians. Um, and I'm excited about this one, you know, coming up here. I'm glad uh, Vicente Luque's brain is feeling good and feeling ready for uh, for the thrashing that uh, Rafael Dos Anjos is about to put on him. But a uh, hot off a nice, nice event last week, uh, a live event. Unfortunately, we're back at the apex uh, this week. So definitely a, a little bit more of a somber uh, tone. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people are much less excited for this fight card. I myself will be touching grass. I suggest... Uh, a lot of our listeners do as well. You know, seeing JP Buys versus Marcus McGee just really doesn't get my juices flowing that much. But uh, but we got my boy Francis Marshall on the card, so I'm excited for him. I'll try to catch that one. And uh, and yeah, that's where we're at. What, what do you think, Martian, overall? How do you, you feel? No mention of your, your boy, Jose Johnson. The, Jose the Johnson, rep- yes. Dominican Jose representation. Johnson. Exactly. Jose Johnson just got put on, which, which which I love. I hate that he's, you know, getting a little bit of a bad matchup, short notice. But we saw my Dominican from my hometown, my parents' hometown, Jose Ramirez, on last Saturday, land a knockout. So this week, we're rooting for our other Dominican friend, Jose Johnson, to get his own Jose knockout. Ramirez? Jose Ramirez is the third Boxer? baser for the Cleveland Indians. Oh. Tim Anderson, you casual. You're a baseball right, right, fan, supposedly. No, yeah, of course I saw that. I just don't, didn't know the guy's name. Jose um, Ramirez is a top 10 baseball player in the world, so you better put some respect on his name. That's good to know. Um, last week, you did you did better than me. You won some head-to-head. We disagreed on some. I had Damon Jackson. You had Billy Q. Easy um, one. You doubted Bahamundes. That was correct. You had... Uh, doubted. Jacob- I told you that guy sucked. You had Jacoby... Oh, I had Zetchaku, although that I did easy. win uh, the Carlton Harris one. Um, yeah, was... you think you deserve that one? Hey, Horrible the ticket bet. said, the, the ticket said it was a winner. Horrible yes. wager. I mean, Philadelphia has a Khabib, and his name is Jeremiah Wells. But, you know, he just was not able to finish it. Honestly, he should have just circled away from the guy for the third round. Like, he was, he was, he was, uh, he was so dominant in grappling that he got himself tired. And I hate it when that happens because it's happened to me before. I used to go to these tournaments and I'm like, yo, bro, fucking winning on points. That shit is stupid. Like nobody wants to do that. So I would just get exhausted trying to, I, w- I would be up like 20 to nothing on people, 20 to like five or 20 to whatever, or a lot, 10, whatever. And I'd be just trying to submit the guy and then I get tired and I get submitted. <laughs> that was in my younger years when I was like 17 going against grown men. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was, that was, that was, uh, that was pretty stupid. But he should have easily won. I could have easily swept all my bets on that card on a different day. Easily. Billy Q uh, inside the distance, right? I would make that. All my bets, I would make them again. They were all massively plus EV. Like, it was a great sleep. Billy Q, money line, Billy Q money line, not plus EV. but That's the only one. You see, that one, okay, fair enough. But I will say I was uh, contemplating adding more to the inside the distance. But what I didn't want to go in a situation where... The guy wins on the money line, and I had the inside. I had both, but then you lose money. You know what I mean? Because you had more of inside the distance and money line. So I pulled the reins back on that one. But overall, I felt all those bets were fantastic, Even, except for Gavin Tucker. Hold on, wait. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, my bad, Gavin Tucker. 
But, you know, that was just stupid, dude. I don't know why he tried to go for a takedown in the first minute. That was just dumb. But that, that boy needs... Especially when he got a free kick. He fucking punted the dude in the dick for free, and he still fucked it up. He was just nervous. You could tell. Like, I think you could tell. And you know what I should have factored in? I, I'm going to start factoring in when you have a huge layoff, and then you're coming back to one of those live events. You know what I'm saying? Or like mm-hmm. a pay-per-view or something. That, like Michael Chiesa, right? You, you saw it like the other day. So I'm going to start factoring that in. Because I feel like that could be, that's like another variable that maybe I'm not really factoring in as, as much. So, yeah. But Kyler, or fading Kyler Phillips, I thought, you know, I thought we were right there. I, I, I regret not fading you on that stupid ass Bahamundes play and, and <laughs> taking him. But yeah, we, I mean, we had GTD there. We had, that was an easy GTD. That was an easy GTD, dude. That, I, the fight kind of went how I said is that they're going to be kicking each other on the outside or this motherfucker's going to be on his back. So, like so, it it really went as I thought, and then O'Day getting old, um, submitting, getting submitted. Right, we had the under there, so it was just a great card overall. Uh, Jacoby KO, it was it was a nice card. So it was, but, but we're back. We're 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 here to to keep the street going, keep 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 it rolling. So let's get into this card. And 13, la- how many la- fights? 13? Thirteen. Last point on on last week though, just a shout out to our commenter Sean V thirty seven twenty seven guaranteed me that Jeremiah Wells would win the fight, uh, and told me that I need to get better Sharp at play. Uh, picking fights. Yep. Sharp um, play, unfortunately, guarantees don't happen in this game here, uh, kiddo, and uh, you got a lot more to learn. So, um. Well, let, we'll us know, let, let, let us know your pick this week, Sean. I'm a I'm a huge supporter of you, Sean. So no, no, that's back. a different guy. That's the the different guy who the lock of the week guy. I don't care. I, no, 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 no. But I want to hear <laughs> Sean's next picks as well, bro. Okay. So okay. Hit, hit us up. Let us know for the algorithm. Let us know who's a lot. Who's your lock of the week? Well, Sean V made funny back uh, weeks back for picking Barbarina uh, in a fight. Um, but you, uh, that's I am impartial, Martian. That is okay. He can do that. Tugger nuts, he, Tugger nuts. Nineteen seventy-five is our boy who predicts the locks. So shout out no, to him, bro. I want all your locks, bro. Anyone that has a lock, put it in the comments. Let me know why my analysis is wrong and why your pick will win. Let me know. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so thirteen fights. We're getting into them. First fight: flyweight women's division. Juliana Miller, Luana Santos. Odds for this one have um, Santos as the favorite, minus one thirty-six. Miller plus one sixteen. A little bit of action on Miller today. Um, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really look into this fight. Uh, Santos seems like an offensive grappler. Miller got destroyed on the feet and on the ground versus Macedo in her last fight. I'm not interested in laying chalk on a uh, woman making her UFC debut. I'm not interested in betting on Juliana Miller at all after that last fight. So I see no bets on the fight. That's all for me. Any thoughts from you here? Yeah, interesting. So I heard you. You know, I, I've not you specifically, but you know, people commenting on um, Juliana Miller's. Uh, Last performance, you know, how the fight went and stuff like that. I rewatched, I did rewatch that one, Martian, right? So, so wow. first points for me, I did rewatch that fight. And, but reason is, I really didn't watch it the first time it happened. Um, so when I was watching that, I actually came away, I was like, hmm, like, I don't know what to say about it. It just felt like there was something wrong off with Miller, but I still did feel like overall directionally. She is going the right way, like in terms of like how she is gonna fight with like her skill set. Not saying I think it's necessarily gonna work here, just because. So Santos, I did see also live when she fought um Jenna Jenna Bishop. I think I had Jenna Bishop in that fight, but you know Jenna Bishop, there is some overlap between Miller and Jenna Bishop. They do do some training together in like San Diego and things like that. 
But the, the issue here is that Miller is a little bit floppy uh, overall. And this girl, Santos, is pretty strong being a former judo- judoka. She showed in that Souza fight that she was, uh, you know, all over her and, you know, on top of her there. Um, but I think it will be harder for her to control a girl like Miller on the ground. Um, but on the feet, it's just like, what is going to happen? I can't really say with a lot of uh, conviction. You know, I do think that Santos trains with Cyborg, Chris Cyborg. So I think I would give her the the the, the advantage on the feet just because she keeps her stance, throws harder punches. You know, Juliana Miller, I would say, is more scrappy. But uh, Santos throws uh, harder shots and um, has more of a plan. So the fight's going to be sloppy. I guess, you know, some people taking Miller at the plus 130, 125 number, I think, that it got up to. I guess that could be okay. But the over here is also, like, not appealing. And you would think that Miller would need to get some good positions here to justify um, a play on her, even though the over is minus 220. So overall, it's a pass fight. You know, no action on it. This girl's had five fights. They've had 11 fights between each other. Um, but I would pick, uh, I would pick uh, Santos as well. Same for me. Next fight is a, a good one. Short notice fight in the Bantamweight division. Jose Johnson making his UFC debut, taking on Damon Blackshear. Odds for this one have Blackshear as the minus 200 favorite, plus 170 coming back on Johnson. Let's pass it over to the resident Dominican expert and give right. us your thoughts on this one. That's right. So obviously we got Jose Johnson, right? By the way, Dominican Republic, by the way, of Flint, Michigan. So he's officially. So who's who else is from Flint? Uh, is is uh is Mike Perry from Flint or is it Jamal Hill? One of them mm. motherfuckers. I'm not we got sure. a few we got a few Flint guys, and now we got Jose Johnson. Now Jose Johnson, you know, I loved his uh his last fight or his fight in the uh, in contender where he just beating up that rat tail, you know, mofo, uh Cartwright, who sucked. But Jose Johnson, I mean, he he's got skills everywhere. He's he's a pretty good Muay Thai guy, right? Throws some strong strikes. Um is dangerous with the elbows, front kicks, leg kicks, head kicks. Like he throws a lot of kicks, a lot of strikes. He's active on the ground, even though people like clown him for being like a noodle, like no take down defense. He actually does know jujitsu. Like he'll get you, you know, he put that guy in a, tri- a few triangles, if I remember right. He, he hits some butterfly guard sweeps, which is, you know, kind of rare to see sometimes when a guy is like six feet tall. Um, you know, he'll, he'll get on top. He'll do a bunch of stuff. But the thing is, the mom black is going to have a big strength advantage. He's going to have a big wrestling advantage. On the feet, he's not bad either. You know, he he carved up what's his name? Uh, uh what's the guy's name? Uh, uh Luan Lacerda. Uh, he carved him up. He beat him soundly every aspect of the fight, and he's just talented overall. He's pretty talented. He's got some good hardware, right? So he's got he's um like he's strong. Like I said, um, pretty athletic. His gas could could be you know here or there, but honestly, it's in very high paced fights. So I do think he's gonna win the fight. But I do think it's going to be somewhat competitive at certain times. And if um, Damon doesn't stick to a game plan, he, you, he could get caught at any time against Jose Johnson. Because I don't really think he's got that good of a chin, personally. Um, so I'm rooting for Jose Johnson you know, here. Maybe I'll take an inside-the-distance ticket on him. But most likely a pass. I don't want to let my fandom uh, you know, cloud my judgment, as Martian will, will tell you, as Shirley is, is doing now. But um, but yeah, so we're you know we're rooting for Jose Johnson. Should be a good one thirty five fight. But I do think both these guys will will win UFC fights. You know, anyone that says Jose Johnson will not be winning UFC fights is very wrong. Go ahead, Marshall. Yeah, we were excited for his last fight against Garrett Armfield as the dog there. I liked him in that fight, and I think he he does 
have bad takedown defense, but he actually does well in the fights once he's taken down. He has kind of learned that he has that bad takedown defense, and he's he sweeps, he throws up submissions, he throws elbows off his back. So if Demond gets on top of here, it's not going to be like easy top position. I mean, he, Joe, uh, Jose is going to be you know pesky to deal with on bottom, but I do think that Demond is just the way uh, better mixed martial artist overall. A um, little bit, a little bit cleaner everywhere. You know, just has more ways to win the fight. Has been preparing for an entire camp. Was supposed to fight Brady High Stand. That would have been a really good fight. And uh, instead, Jose jumping in here on short notice. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate, man. I mean, the guy got signed on the Contender Series a whole year ago, and he's had multiple fights uh, get get canceled. I mean, I guess he did pull out of both of them, so it is a little bit of his fault. But he's probably just taking this fight as a little bit of like a you know, do-or-die situation. So don't like that coming into the fight. I do think he will win UFC fights, but I don't see him defeating Blackshear. Uh, and the line is about accurate. You know, 2-1 to one for Blackshear. Um, seems about right that's going to move us along to the women's uh strawweight division uh Jacqueline Amarine taking on Monstrat Ruiz the comeback of Monstrat Ruiz odds for this one here have poem uh Amarine minus 245 Ruiz plus 210 easy one here guys Amarin sub one uh just Ruiz has no way to win fights outside of a head and arm throw and Amarine is just the way better grappler of the two. If Marie's tries to do that head and arm throw, she will instantly get her back taken, likely get submitted. It, it took Sam Hughes some incredible resilience and strength not to get choked out in that first round to weather the storm of Amarine. Uh, but, you know, if it somehow gets out of round one, I could see it getting rough. And, you know, Amarine's cardio uh, doesn't look good. Her setup for her takedowns, her striking, none of it looks good. But to me, this just seems like an easy spot for her to run through someone, get a round one submission. And, uh, you know, I do see Amarine getting a sub one here. Um, what about you? Uh, I would tend to agree. I mean, I don't even, like, who is Ruiz? Like, what does she do? What Like, what is her talents? Like, other than Scarf. head and arm, Starfold, it's like... What like I don't know. <laughs> like what was the odds on I don't doesn't matter. Um so yeah, I think that uh Emerin is in a Cementus girl. She's got pretty she's got some accomplishments in jujitsu, trains at ETT, but like I said, man, it doesn't matter how confident you are in these these girls when you know, oh man, she's so much better than this. Oh man, she I've been I've I've seen this tale before, I've been down this path. Do not play uh, Amarine by money line. Don't do it. Do not do it. I, I think she should win. She should submit this girl 10 times out of 10. All right? But, um, but yeah, but dude, I'm done laying the juice. Because, you you know, we say it, and then you fuck up and, you know, kind of like under the table. Then you bet. Well, you bet. You bet this fight, right? You bet the submission? Sub, yeah. Yeah, plus, but you, plus, didn't tell, you, didn't say, you didn't say that. Did you just say that? Uh... you say that? I did not say that. Um, I did not say that. So this is what I mean. These, you know, the people, they'll be, you know, be like, oh, right, Martian? You know what I'm talking about. They'll be like, oh, odds, man, odds, odds, odds were plus 100. Not even, not plus evens, plus 100. But you so. know what I mean? So every time we'll see these, some of these girls, these juice girls, and we'll be like, don't bet on them. And then we'll start talking ourselves into it later in the week. And I'm going to tell you right now, not for me. I will not be betting this fight at all. Not submission, not money line, not a total, nothing. Bummer. So, no, that's it. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. be watching though. I'll be watching Jasmine Armor, Jacqueline Armarine. Don't, don't, don't get I, it twisted. There, my eyes I will be locked endorse, on. I still endorse sub one. 
Uh, maybe wait for it to come out on FanDuel. What's sub one? What plus one hundred? Plus, plus one thirty. Um, oh, I think under two and a half is minus one forty. Yeah, you might. I mean, it's it's funny that the you might as well just take under <laughs> at this point. I mean, her sub. Yeah, they got Jasmine. They got Jacqueline sub minus one sixty five and the under minus one forty five. Right, like it's clearly not going to happen in the last two and a half minutes if it gets there. Um, so yeah, that'll be a hilarious fight. I really hope that, that Ruiz goes for the head and arm throw and just instantly. I gets do, it. yes. That'd I be really great. do hope so. Speaking of riveting matchups in MMA, the next one is one of those heavyweight division Joss Parisian, Martin Budai. Uh, Buddy Budai is the favorite, minus 200 Parisian, plus 170. Your turn to start this one off. My buddy, my buddy, this guy is my buddy. And that's it. We ride this guy, Martin Budai, um, fat as fuck, but very functional. Cuts weight to 265, but the boy got gas. You know, in the third round, he's fucking up Jay Collier. He's making Chris Barnett quit with illegal strikes. He's, you know, he's put, he's beating up, uh, what's that guy's name, Potter, that he fought on the contender rate? He's fucking Potter up, you know, the whole time. And he's going to fuck up Josh Parisian here is what I feel. You know, Josh, um, he just, I mean, like, his power is just, like, he's a soul starter, for one. He doesn't have good cardio for, for second. His, uh, you know, knockouts, a lot of them, like, he uh, he was the one that fought uh, Hunsucker, right? It was him? Uh, um, I don't believe so, no. No, but, but like, one of his fights, um, he, he'll be, like, trying to calf kick no. these guys. No, sorry. No, no he, um, I, I'm thinking of his, I, he fought that guy, Chad Johnson, who is a mega bum. Right? But he's on roids now, so he's, like, I don't know. But anyway, um, the guy just doesn't have a, a coherent plan. He'll get held up against the fence, which is Buddy's favorite move. Um, if he gets taken down, he's not getting back up. And like I said, he's got bad cardio. He's not going, you know, 15 minutes uh, with, with Buddy and, or, um, and winning a decision, I should say. Um, so I got Buddy. I got goes the distance. I got Buddy by decision. Um, I got Buddy money line. And Buddy's just going to dominate this fight, dude. Buddy, Buddy's in his prime right now. And he's, he's a new age of heavyweight, honestly, dude. So he's Josh Pree. Josh Parisian is Charmander and Buddy is Charizard. And you know how that fight will go. So let's go. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's never very easy to lay juice on heavyweights, especially when they are, you know, obese like Boudet. But I don't know, guys. I mean, if this line was closer to minus 400, I still don't think I would be tempted to bet on Parisian. Um, Parisian also had some bad heart problems. You know, Uh, this is going to be a great reference for some of you guys out there on MMA Twitter. uh, Parisian before he was supposed to fight uh, Chase Sherman. Uh, he woke up at one in the morning with his heart beating out of his chest, soaked in sweat. If you guys know that reference, uh, you are a true a true um, MMA Twitter uh, connoisseur. I don't even know if Ozzy gets that shit. Um, <laughs> I got the I got I I kind of like vaguely vaguely place it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. You know, Josh Parisian dude, went to a split decision with Roki Martinez. That's it. That's all you got to know. Widely, widely regarded that he lost that fight too. Um, <laughs> so the real, the only real guy he's beaten is Bado, and he got dropped and lost round one of that fight too. So I mean, I think Parisian is awful at all things MMA. And uh, you know, like Ozzy was saying, despite Boudet being fat, the guy actually somehow has good cardio, uh, and you know, just seems to have a pretty functional game. And I he lands some pretty hard punches too. I mean. Uh, you know, uh, Collier started fast. He weathered that storm. He persevered through it. 
Bresky started fast, weathered that storm, powered through it. I mean, this dude is just a grinder, and he doesn't really ever look to finish the fight. So Ozzy's on to something with the, the, the decision there, plus 170, something in that range. And his money line, I think, is is good, honestly. Um, so um, Also, also, with- also, he had to extend his training camp because he was supposed to fight Wal Harris. Boudet, uh, or, or, or no, Parisian. Parisian. Right, Parisian. that's right. So yeah. that fat fuck had to keep training, and you know he probably did it. Probably, yeah, probably not. Yeah, um, that's going to move us along to uh, a big fight here in the featherweight division. Francis Marshall taking on Isaac Dolgarian. Odds for this one have Marshall minus 170, Dolgarian plus 145. I know it's supposed to be my turn to start it off, but I'm going to pass it back to you, Ozzy, so you, you can kick this one off. Here we go, 145 fight. You know I got interest in it. Um, and you know, interesting fight. I mean, I did not know where this Dolgarian guy went after his, uh, his looking for a fight or whatever the fuck the, the TV show was. Um, apparently he had to move. I think he was a James Krause guy. Then he moved. But the weird thing is like, he's still like involved in like the Missouri, Kansas, whatever scene. I saw he's like a wrestling coach or some shit like that. But then it says that he's a factory X guy. So what I'm trying to tell you is I'm not really sure what he's doing overall in terms of his camp. But what I do know is what Francis Marshall is doing in his camp. Okay, and coincidentally, I was at a, a place where uh, Francis does frequent a little bit, um, you know, this past Sunday. So that's good vibes already. And I just know who Francis is training with. Francis Marshall is getting working with a lot of guys from the Cornell Wrestling, uh, you know, tree overall. There's a guy, um, basically the Cornell head coach, his younger brother is uh, like a little like Sean Shirk looking dude. And he's, you know, coming up and he's a 145er as well, or a 135er. And um, him and, and Francis have been training a lot. Frankie Edgar, a bunch of the other Cornell wrestling guys, a bunch of the Penn State wrestling guys. We got a few. So there's a, there's a lot of good stuff happening in the Northeast. Let me just tell you guys. Um, and I think Francis Marshall is like a by like osmosis, you know, but, you know, uh, indirect uh, beneficiary, right? Like a guy who doesn't have as official of a, of a pedigree trade, like um, background, right? Like, oh, he wrestled in high school here, or college there, or whatever, blah, blah. Um, but Francis Marshall has been around all of this for a long time. And you can tell he's got skills. He's also got the car- cardio and conditioning advantage here, um, I believe, you know, but I do think it's going to be a tough fight overall at, at first, because I think both guys are quick uh, in the first round. I think both guys are going to be willing to, to throw and, and throw strikes. And the only concern that I have is that Marshall, sometimes when he's throwing some of these strikes, he doesn't really move his head all that much as he throws strikes. And he doesn't really have a, a lot of great exit movements in terms of, you know, when you throw across, you know, uh, slipping or, or, or uh, ewing out one way or another. So he doesn't do that too much. That means that he is there to be hit a bit. And this guy, Isaac, I think does have power. But I don't think that he can uh, withstand the pace that Francis Marshall is in the fight at. I think that last fight was complete bullshit. That French dude just circled away from him the whole fight, frustrated him. I doubt he has a lot of experience against softballs being, you know, 24 or whatever he is. Um, and that guy just didn't want to fight. Um, so I think uh, Isaac definitely does want to fight. And I think that the, the, the pace that he comes out with will be to his detriment later on. Um, Francis is super tough, very well-rounded, good grappler, um, both wrestling and jiu-jitsu wise and i do think that he's gonna win this fight i have locked him in i gotta bet on him on the money line at minus 155 and uh but i think it'll be a solid scrap i know there's some people on the on the uh, isaac side but i think uh it's a it's a bad bet he's he's gonna lose 
people are on the Isaac side, but it's at way, way better prices than it is now, which I think is worth noting. Um, I also will be on Marshall here, but for a, a lot more simple and less biased of a reason than Ozzy, it's just this guy, Dolgarian, has never fought pro past three minutes. I mean, there's always going to be huge question marks about that, in my opinion. I'm never looking to bet on a guy who I've never seen you know, past three minutes in a pro MMA fight. Um, I mean, that right away is enough for me to just uh, fade him here. You know, it's not it's not obviously like guaranteed this guy is going to gas out um, and he might surprise us and actually have, you know, cardio to go the full 15. But I mean, the, the competition he's fighting, the way he's just taking him down, running through him on the mat, he's faced no adversity. He's faced no good opponents. He's never been past three minutes. I just think this is, you know, a, ve a very common archetype we see coming to the UFC and fail pretty quickly. I, I, I truly believe, guys, this is Braxton Smith versus Parker Porter, too at the, the featherweight version of that. And maybe Dolgarin has some early success. Maybe he takes Marshall down. But I think he, if he doesn't finish in the first, you know, couple of minutes, I expect him to slow down heavily. Uh, big adrenaline dump, you know, first UFC fight. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, probably tank hard. And Marshall's probably going to finish him in the second or third. So um, I, I like Marshall in this one. Money line, I think, is good. Have the, the finger on the trigger on the live bets. If Dolgarin has early success, look to fade him and take some of that 2-3 Marshall as well when those open up on more books. Dolgarin jiu-jitsu is not, not horrible. Some of, I saw some of the submissions he was going for. Like He, he moves okay on the ground. I, I like Marshall by knock. I like him on the feet over this guy just to, to finish by knockout, which is plus 525. So I like that. Yeah, I think like a second or third round, uh, second or third round finish. I, guess, I mean, he does have five subs in his career or four subs in his career. So I guess it could be, it really could be I either. To, I would I just go round, round two, round three. Um, next one, 155 fight. Short notice, Mike Breeden taking on Terrence McKinney. Odds for this one have uh, McKinney minus 280, Breeden plus 220. Boy, oh boy, am I excited for this one. Oh. That, that last fight might have been Ozzy's main event. Uh, this one is my main event. Uh, notorious Mike Breeden fan here. Um, I like the guy. I think he I think he has a good understanding of the boxing fundamentals. Not really a whole lot else. <laughs> Not really anything else, honestly. Uh, I mean, I guess he's tough. Um, but, um, you know, I just, I just hope he wins this fight, man. I'm a notorious Terrence McKinney hater as well. Uh, absolutely hate this guy. Think he's a total bum. Think he's a total, uh, I don't even want to use any type of insult, but if you just follow this guy's Twitter, you know that he's a fucking idiot and that, uh, I enjoy seeing him lose. I mean, I just, I just love how instantly this guy collapses at the first sign of adversity in, in fights i mean it's just, just what bums are made of is terrence mckinney um and you know he he could light breeden up and finish him in the first round here but i think if breeden shows any realm of adversity here then i think that he will uh he will weather the storm and he will uh finish mckinney in these later rounds uh just a funny note, looking at topology, they have Breeden as the 183rd best lightweight in the world. They have McKinney at 35. Both I mean, those Breeden numbers, sucks, dude. Both Breeden those numbers sucks. are wrong. No um, way. Well, 
both those numbers are wrong. I mean, Breeden is bad, but um, like I said, I just I think it's mostly an athleticism thing. I think this guy is just a terrible athlete, uh, but he does have like a, a, a decent understanding of all areas of MMA and like just like how to win fights. It's just that he's a, a horrible athlete in a, in a sport where you're very reliant on athletes. Also coming off a, a long, long layoff, man, a year and four months. That did not seem that long to me. Um, but, you know, um. Uh, you know, being serious here, though, guys, uh, McKinney could could light him up on the feet, could take him down and give him problems. Just wait and, and look to li live bet McKinney. I mean, they had they gave us Nazim Sadikov a plus 200 live last time uh, when he had his back taken. They gave us uh, pick em odds on Nazim in between rounds. So, I mean, the market, the live market especially doesn't seem to be understanding McKinney yet. Uh, and he's coming in on here on short notice too. So his cardio should be even worse than it is usually. So I really hope McKinney can win or excuse me. I really hope that breeding can win. It would just prove that it, it takes nothing to beat McKinney except for a little bit of uh, resilience. So I hope that happens here. Um, and look to live that breeding, maybe breed in round two, round three off rip. That's going to take us to the next. Whoa, fight. whoa, 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 whoa. Why can I get, whoa, oh, my fault, bro. my fault, bro. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I mean this fight. I mean the the best um, endorsement for Mike Breeden is the fact that in that third round against uh, Levy, you know he was coming on. You know Levy was bombing him with like body kicks and doing a bunch of you know doing a bunch of karate shit. Um, and Breeden was just walking through some of it, so that was a good that was good for him. You know, obviously I don't think McKinney like you see he he lost or um, Breeden lost to uh, Hernandez, but Hernandez is just like a potent like. Just with the strikes, like he's like he's really good at when he sees you wounded, like he's gonna kill you. Whereas Terrence McKinney, like he don't even like he don't even take the time to to hope you get wounded, right? You like it's like a process it. Yeah, but it's like either I kill you or like like he doesn't really even give you the opportunity like that. So Breeden, that's the thing. Like Breeden is the kind of guy where like if he gets stunned, like he if you let like if he could defend a little bit, he will recompose himself. Um, and you know, get basically he's, he kind of is good at funneling you into like places where it's like less danger for him. But the problem is McKinney, he don't really fuck around with that. So he's going to go nuts. He's going to be throwing kicks, maybe falling over. Um, so if I was to bet my breed in, I would just try to take him to finish Terrence McKinney at some point. Um, you know, uh, just, just staying resilient. Like you said, you know, maybe keeping his hands high, but the thing is he's going to get taken down. So, and his ground game is not that good. He's only, he's pure defense. Um, so he's gonna lose this fight. Um, but if you want to play him inside the distance, you know, it is gambling at the end of the day. You know, plus three hundred though is not that good. So no, it's not. I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that McKinney's gonna go back to striking because he's thinking, hey, I knocked out Frivola. I you know nearly knocked out Dober with my strikes. I tried grappling. Uh, in the last fight, I gassed out. I think he's probably just gonna go for broke with a, a knockout. Um, hopefully. Um, that's gonna move us along. Next fight is in the uh, Bantamweight division here. Marcus the Maniac McGee taking on JP Bays here. Odds for this one have uh, Marcus McGee, big favorite, at minus 400 JP Bays, plus 300 here. Um, McGee coming off that legendary debut in his last fight. Uh, what are you thinking about this one? I hope JP wins just because he's associated with Northeast Shoot Box. And like I, I, and I mentioned that with Francis, obviously Francis Marshall, Northeast Shoot Box certified. Um, but JP buys also is trying to do that, but I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not going to go into this fight under one and a half is absolute lock in this fight. 
I'm going to bet 10. I'm not betting 10 units on it. But that's a lock for me in this fight. See how le- the least amount of juice you can lay. But I think this fight will finish in under one and a half. Um, these boys looking to get busy. JP is either going to be out of his contract or get a contract extension. And I don't think Marcus McKee is. I think Marcus McKee is looking for the bonus. You know what I mean? Like these guys, I, I've, I've seen a pattern with these MMA lab guys. They be bonus hunting. So we're going Marcus McGee, JP buys under one and a half lock of the night. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I can't, I can't endorse. I can't. So, um, so a couple things JP has going for him here. Uh, long layoff hasn't taken any damage in a while moving up to 135. Uh, you know, he had notoriously been dropped eight times in his past, um, 23 minutes in the octagon setting a record. Also, uh, he had his wife stolen by Roman Delidze. Just a rough, rough patch for JP. Um, and, you know, he's training with a lot better guys, training with Aljo now. Um, and, you know, the guy, you know, his his skill as a grappler isn't bad. It's just he's a terrible striker. His, his defense is bad and his chin is horrible. But, you know, that also could have been a lot of revolved around the weight cuts. So going up to 135 here, it has to be better for his chances. And the guy is only like you know, 27 years old, it's, it's possible he improves. So I think, um, I think the money line has to be a bit wide here. I mean, McGee, uh, legendary performance in his last fight. I just love that type of performance. You know, I, I, I did bet on him as an underdog there, but just short notice fighting the UFC, uh, tested guy. And it just did not matter one bit. Marcus came in there, not showing any signs of short notice, not showing any signs of it being a one week UFC debut. And he beat journey Newsom's ass and submitted him. So, um, that was, that was amazing there. And, you know, I think he should be the, the, the better fighter. He's definitely the better fighter than JP Bays, but I'm not sure he's 80% likely to win the fight. And I think that Bays's chin at 135 here will be a little bit better. Um, McGee, I don't think is some nuclear hitter either, but you know, neither is our boy Cody Durden who, who knocked him out too. So, um, you know, I think, I actually think that, uh, over one and a half year will be, uh, my endorsement. No bets on the fight for me so far. Haven't really looked at props because, uh, bet online's props are pretty horrible. Marcus McGee's sub is, is plus 650, even though he just won by sub. Um, I mean, I guess Bayes is a guy who kind of quits by knockout, but that seems a little off to me. Um, maybe just look to play McGee, you know, late finish, maybe a third round finish or something here. But the all the odds on this on this these props are pretty shit. So that's going to take us to the next fight, which is in the middleweight division. First fight on the main card, premier division in the UFC. And we have Josh Rem taking on Jamie Pickett here. Josh Rem, big favorite, take at uh, minus 350, Pickett plus 285. Kind of the same story as the last fight where, um, yeah, I think one guy is definitely better. Fremd is better than Pickett, but minus 350, man, I don't know. It's just such a huge shift in the market as well. I know, I know obviously the, 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 the odds on the, the last fight were wrong. Uh, for Fremd when he was plus 180 to Dumas. But, um, you know, just such a huge shift from being, you know, a 35% underdog to now uh, almost an 80% favorite against Pickett. Uh, uh, especially because um, Pickett, you know, just had a, a run of just horrible matchups for him. I mean, I guess um, I guess our boy um, Dennis Tolulin isn't that bad of a matchup. I mean, he's a pretty horrible fighter. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking in circles here. <laughs> Dennis I, you know, Tolulin. Jamie Pickett, uh, Jamie Pickett's probably not going to win, win, not going to win the fight, but this is middleweight variance is, is real at these weight at this weight. And I just think that no way you can be laying minus 300 juice on, on friend here. 
um, you know, props or pass. And I think all the props are pretty accurately priced here. You know, Frem sub and only 220. I think that I, I guess that would be the stab I endorse to boast here is just a sub because Pickett gives up easy submissions. So, and any thoughts or bets for you here? Man, I just want to say one thing. You know, when we were going into this card, I wasn't, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, how do I, how do I, what's the word internalizing that? How fucking terrible this main card, especially this is, <laughs> I'm going to pin it worst main card I've ever seen on a UFC event. Like mm-hmm. this is Jacqueline or no, Jacqueline's not on, but this is a dog shit main card. I mean, the whole, the whole event, there, there's no way people should be watching this live, but let's talk about this fight a little bit. Yeah, um, I was impressed by what I saw against uh, by Frem in, in that fluffy fight. It led us to, to fade, um, what's his name, uh, Trishan, and this guy, you know, fucking shit the bed in that. Right? He should have won that fight, though. Yeah, that's and a good example. The... That's a good example yeah. of it. I mean, he should easily should have won that fight. Easily should have won that fight. So, you know, I think he will win this one. But the fact is, you know, Pickett's fucking long, right? He's, you know, he's got a huge reach, right? The 80-inch reach. So, you know, he he loves being in the clinch, you know, with, with, with you as well. But I do think Josh Frem, once he does get in there, he's going to get busy. He's going to start working, um, you know, looking to get the takedowns and stuff like that. So, you know, I think some people are going to look to force this over one and a half. But I'm not interested, dude, just because it's too juice. That minus one, uh, what is it, 175? That's too much to pay for... Um, Something where Pickett, he's a fucking quitter. You know, he's telling us he bit his tongue against... Dar- Who gives a fuck? You know, this guy's just a weird guy. I don't like him. Um, he's a quitter, you know, against uh, Tallulah. I felt he quit against, you know, getting... Oh, I got need in the balls, and then that's why you got arm triangled. So this guy's a clown. Um, you know, I don't like him. But Frem, I mean, you can't trust this guy at, at, at that kind of juice. Um, but, I mean, the submission prop for me is a little interesting just because, like I said, I think that... Um, Pickett's a quitter, but you know he'll find a way. He'll he always will find an excuse, right? And it's hard to find an excuse when a guy knocks you out, right? But it's easy when you give him a fucking submission. So I'm gonna take Josh Fram by submission in round two specifically. I like it. I like. I think that'll be my predicted outcome as well. And yeah, I think he's tough to strikes. Like he's not easy to finish. Yeah. Lulin was fucking him up for minutes and minutes, and he finally went down there. But I think he he's at the point now where he's just like submit me and I'm be out of here. Only guy to lose to Jordan Wright in the UFC too. That's a quite the. Econ- <laughs> oh no, I'm uh, sorry. We, yeah, I, I like villain the wave also. Uh, I was on Jordan Wright enough. I mean, Jamie Pickett sucks. I, I mean, Jamie. I mean, I've honestly had a lot of success in Jamie Pickett fights because I had Tafan against him. I had Jordan Wright. I had him against Staropoli. I had him against uh, Holmes. Holmes. We had Dawkins submission. So we had Tululin. Dude, we got I think a good I won. Dude, I think I honestly won on all his fights except for the Bo Nickel fight. I didn't bet on that one. But I think otherwise, I think I've, I've won on all his fights. I laid the so. juice on Bo Nickel round one there. Um, there you go. Yeah, and your point about the, this fight card, it's like the only appeal of watching it is these fights and fighters are so bad that you're like, oh, I got to see how they match up. Like you're telling me you're telling me that we can see Mike Breeden and McKinney locked in the cage at the same time. Like something something hilarious has to happen. But I mean, when I just saw the fact that JP buys is nine and five and then you got Jamie Pickett at 13 and nine. And then yeah. after this is Tafan. I mean, this is a terrible. Multiple fights where both fighters have like less than 10 pro fights. I mean, brutal, brutal shit. Multiple fighters coming off like three fight losing streaks. Uh, I can't believe Pollyanna's still in the UFC, dude. 
Yeah. Um, well, she's coming off a, a knockout, but um, we'll get there in one second. And one oh. more fight in the Premier Division. Tafon Chukwi taking on AJ Dobson here. Uh, odds for this one have um, Chukwi as the uh, slight favorite at, let's see, minus 143, AJ Dobson plus 123. Will um, Mark Coleman's prospect get his first UFC win in this fight, Ozzy? We got, we got, I, bro, I'd be more interested, honestly, in seeing Mark Coleman and Lloyd Irvin fight. Uh, that would be that would be a banger if they could put that if they could get this that one on this card I would be so into it. Um, who would you pick in that fight, Mershon? Um, I would get Lloyd, Lloyd Irvin, Irvin because he's not going to take no for an answer. If you know what I mean. Ah, there you go. Exactly. He's going to implement that grappling, ground and pound game plan. So um, he's going to take a page out of Mark Coleman's book. Um, but uh, so Safan against AJ, right? Yeah. So this is a fight where initially I was like Safan. For sure, Tafan back down to 185. You know, he's fought a lot of you know pretty solid guys, and you know he's gotten clipped and whatever. You know, by a few of them. But then honestly, I watched that last AJ Dobson fight, and I hadn't remembered, recalled it too too well. And I thought that he didn't actually look that bad against uh, uh, Armin. Um, I think uh, you know Armin obviously he did his thing with the kickboxing from the outside, but like it was a foreign you know like a foreign fight, right? He had to go overseas. You know, he did land a takedown. I think it was, I don't remember if it was around one or round two. Landed a good takedown there. Looked pretty strong. Looked durable. He's definitely durable. Looked like he had good conditioning. And if he lets off his punches, you know, the guy could be a dangerous guy. No doubt about it, uh, I feel. But honestly, I don't think he's a high-level prospect. Now, Tafan, I actually do like this. I actually did like this guy overall. Um, I bet on him multiple times in the UFC, um, except for against Mike Rodriguez. That was an awful bet that I had on Mike Rodriguez, another Dominican that I think I, I was weak to. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think these guys, honestly, the fight could go over. I was, I, I'm kind of leaning more toward. I, I have a partial bet on Tafan at minus one forty. I don't think I'm gonna add on it. I think I'm liking the over a little bit. Just because I feel like Tuff, both these guys are pretty durable. Tafan did fight at like heavyweight and stuff like that. So he does have some power. But the fact that AJ, you know, he kind of fights behind the jab a little bit sometimes. Um, you know, the thing is, though, he rushes in a, a, a few times. So I feel like there could be a finish here, but I kind of do like the goes the distance here. Um, I think it's that plus money here. I think you get minus 115 or something like that. Let me see. Oh, one, uh, yes, plus money. So I'm kind of leaning towards uh, putting that on top of Tafan money line. Um, but I'm not sure. I feel like I, I would feel like a dickhead if this guy, if AJ knocks him out. So I'm a little conflicted on this fight, Martian. Help, help me out. Where, where, where should we go here? Well, I think this is a bit similar to the a fight last week, Tanner Bozer versus uh, Alexa Kummer, Um, because you have Chukwi, who I originally thought, you know, he would be the side in this fight as well. And I'm thinking, why is he at this price? But then looking at his record, I mean, I, the guy is one and three in his last four. They get knocked out in two out of his last three fights. And his UFC wins, Slow Mike, Jamie Pickett, they're horrible. So... I understand on paper, his record does look really bad. Uh, but I mean, you know, AJ Dobson is, is equally as bad. I mean, the guy he fought in a contender series was literally had gray hair. Uh, and then, you know, he was thoroughly dominated by Malkoon and Petrosian in those fights. But, um, you know, just much, much different stylistic uh, matchup here. You had a really long skilled striker in Petrosian who outstruck him there. And then you had a dominant top position grappler in Malkoon who took him down there. Chukwi is neither of those things. You know, he is, he can mix in takedowns. He can strike pretty well. Uh, but the guy's got a weird build. He, he does not hit hard at all. Has, seems to have very little finishing equity. And 
you know, I kind of understand a little bit of what this is talking about. Also, I did think AJ Dobson did look better in the Petrosian fight. Obviously, the fight stayed standing the entire time, so he wasn't laying on his back and dominated there. But I do think he just looked a little more comfortable in there. So um, I, I could I could see either guy winning here. I still got a lean with Chukwi at the current price. Not an easy click, but going down to 185 and just some of the performances he put together, um, you know, uh, the Azamat fight in particular, I thought he was looking good up in that fight. You know, did early, well early against Junior Park, dominant win against uh, Pickett and Rodriguez. Uh, you know, Oldberg slept him, but that that's that same thing would happen at Dobson here. So I think there's Tafon's got some things going for him here. Uh, and we're probably getting a discount on Tafon because he has uh, one and three in his last four fights. So um, I'll go with Tafon by decision there. Definitely think that one is going to a decision. The best bet on the fight is probably the uh, the GTT or the over, uh, like Ozzy said there. Um, and that's going to move us along to the next fight. Women's strawweight division, Poliana Viana, uh, Yasmin Lucindo. I don't know what. I, don't, I guess that's her first name. More Brazil and Brazil violence here. Odds for this one have Lucindo as the favorite um, at minus 188. Viana plus 163. Um, you know, not too many thoughts here except for Viana. You know, she steers her way into finishes. She's not a good round winner. She's not a really good overall MMA fighter, but she has moments in fights where she stuns people with punches. She jumps on a submission and she finishes fights. So um, Lucindo uh, is likely very likely going to need a 15 minute decision to win the fight while Viana can, you know, make an opportunistic moment happen on the feet, uh, maybe even snatch a submission. It'll probably have to be a submission. I don't see her, you know, hurting Lucinda like she did to Jinyu Fry. So, um, you know, I guess, uh, I guess it's, it's Viana or pass, but I mean, this is, this is so low level, man. I can't get involved. Uh, I have no actual bets here. Anything for you, Ozzy? No, sir. No wagers here. But, you know, maybe you could bet the under here just because you think, hey, Viana, what does she do? She, I heard our, your boy, your boy Evan, what did he say he's going to do? He said he's going to do some weird shit if Viana wins a decision. I saw Pepe, Pepe post about it. I, I honestly uh, quickly read it and it was like, man, what the fuck is going on here? So I, I got that shit off my screen. But, um, but yeah, like you said, so, you know, Viana, she goes through these submissions. She's a submission hunter. Um, Lucindo is a young prospect, maybe dives into her guard, right? You know, Viana, she's um, been plagued by the fact that when she lays in prone guard, these girls don't want to go down, you know, down to the ground with her. But Lucindo, you know, maybe you know, being over eager, overzealous, you know, very interested in, you know, getting a finish. Maybe she jumps on her, tries to land some ground and pound, and then gets her ass arm barred. But who the fuck knows, man? This is a horrible fight. I would, but I think that there easily could be a finish here. Because Viana, her striking, like she holds her hands like by her. I mean, she's a little bit of a glove sniffer, but her hands are really low. Her hips are really high. Um, so I feel like this girl could get dropped by a punch super easily. But I don't really know that much about this single, dude. I saw that fight against uh, Yaraguri a little bit. And uh, she had another fight right after that, I think. Yeah, I she know. beat Brogan Walker. Yeah, she beat Brogan, but Brogan sucks. So, um, but she was, I think she was similar price here than she was against Brogan. No, I think it was like minus like more? 400 versus Brogan, oh, excuse I think. Me, excuse me, excuse me. But yeah, man, this is a horrible fight, dude. I, I hate I hate these kind of like I don't want I don't like this. Why is it on the main card? Why the fuck is this know, on dude. the main card? I don't Great. know, dude. You know, I, I like that Pollyanna is an armbar girl. I'm a fan of the armbar. But the fact that she be laying in prone guard, bro, really grinds my gears. Right. 0-4 in decisions in her career. So 
that tells you all you need to know. That's going to move us along to uh, light heavyweight fight. Chris Dalk is making his UFC debut at uh, light heavyweight. Uh, Khalil Roundtree is the opponent. Roundtree is the favorite, minus 172. Dalk is plus 147. Your turn to start this one off. So I'm personally Team Strickland. I don't like Khalil Roundtree. I think Khalil Roundtree, like he said, he's a white knight. He does a lot of this, you know, little, you know, weird stuff. I don't know where he – I think he's been training back at – um in vegas a syndicate but i do know he was in new york for a while because he's dating one of these model girls and he does what you know any mma fighter who you know gets a little you know they're like oh uproot my whole life move over here after his last fight he's doing all this press about what was it he was talking about like mental health or something like that so he's doing a bunch of like um uh, um uh shoots like photo shoots around the city and shit like that he trained he trained that one time at a gym that i was going to but he wasn't really training you know often or hard um, so I never want to bet on Khalil Roundtree because he's a little bit of a head case. Um, you know, I think that obviously he's got power, right? He's got a lot of power, um, great Muay Thai. When he's locked in, you know, he's coming after you. But I feel like his chin, you know, at times is not the best. But overall, I don't want to have action. This is another fight. I don't really want to have action on it because Chris Dawkins, although, you know, he has some skills himself, his chin could be totally dusted. Um, he's, you know, this is, uh, I, I feel a little bit of, um, desperation dropping down to 205, but the guy has 10 knockout wins, five knockout losses. He last weighed in at 242. So you need to drop at least another 20 off of that, probably more like 25, excuse me, to be in range, uh, you know, to make, to make the weight. And, uh, and he's, I don't just, I just don't think the guy's disciplined. I don't think he's coming in there with a good game plan, you know, I feel like if 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 his initial you know outburst doesn't work, you know he he's gonna be you know thinking about basically getting knocked out. So another fight, I don't want to have any action on it. I think Khalil probably wins, but I would never want to lay juice this kind of juice on Khalil. But I don't blame someone if they do. Like if they say, hey, look, this guy's chin is dusted. Khalil's got fast hands. He's a southpaw. He's got advantages with the kicks, right? Chris Dawkins doesn't throw any freaking kicks. Um, and then takedown-wise, Chris Dawkins has never really shown good takedowns or good cardio. He's like a early finish, you know, guy, right? Like Khalil, uh, as well has the uh, more proven conditioning as well. So, I mean, I'm probably, t- I'm honestly talking myself into a Khalil bet, right? Like if I'm, you know, how I'm talking about it. And 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 Martian, uh, last thing, these guys are supposed to fight two months ago, and um, Doc has pulled out with an injury. So, mm. yeah, um, three losses in a row, all knockouts for Dawkins. Had to switch things up, dropping down to dropping down the weight here. It's it's a good move, you know. He was obese, uh, and just pretty slow uh, at heavyweight. Um, so interested to see what he has here. But um, I do agree that honestly, it's seeming like it's Roundtree or past at this point. I mean, Dawkins seems very correlated to winning the fight uh, in the first round. I mean, Khalil just fought another skilled striker in Dustin Jacoby, and even though uh, we had him losing that fight. That was definitely a bad decision. The fact that he could go close enough with Dustin Jacoby, you know, a skilled, proven striker at light heavyweight, a, a skilled, proven 15-minute striker at, at light heavyweight in his last fight just shows you that, um, you know, I just think that this fight, the longer it goes, is much, much better suited for him. And I've got some fun bets on the fight that will very likely lose, but I believe they are uh, value, as some will call it, before the fight. That's the fight to go the distance, plus 380, and then... Um, Khalil Roundtree decision plus 900. The odds actually have uh, Dalkus more likely to win by decision than Khalil Roundtree does 
uh, which to me makes no sense whatsoever. I guess maybe they're thinking he can take him down and lay on him for multiple rounds, but I really don't think so. Uh, you know, Dawkins, uh, I think, will be likely round one or two or bust here. The longer the fight goes, it favors Khalil. And, and, and you know, he is coming off multiple knockouts in a row. So he's, I don't think he's going to come out, you know, like a bat out of hell, just looking to, to smoke Khalil. I think we're going to see a more measured approach, kind of like he tried to do against Derek Lewis. You remember he was circling, he was throwing leg kicks. I think that's what we're going to see here. There's a chance Khalil blasts him and just makes it easy here. Uh, but Khalil also loves circling on the outside, kicking a lot, you know, throwing a lot of feints. So I would not be completely. Khalil's not that good. I can't bet on him. No way. I'm not betting on him. I don't know. I think I really think that I, you know, Dawkins is drawing really, really thin here. I mean, I really think so. So um, that's enough about that bullshit fight, though. Uh, next fight, Kobe. I just want to make people remind people about. Uh, Khalil versus uh, Prakshnio. Mm, That's all that was a bad one. Also, uh, I I do not give uh, Dawkins to Philly stamp of approval. Uh, we don't we don't fuck with twelve around here, and uh, just <laughs> not a good fighter. So, um, featherweight division next: Cub Swanson, a legend, taking on Hakeem Dawadu. Odds for this one: Dawadu favored minus uh two hundred, I believe minus two ten. Uh, Cub Swanson plus one eighty. Um, so. Obviously, if Cub Swanson was anywhere near his prime here, he would be the favorite in this fight. Dewadu thoroughly dominated by Julian Arosa in his last fight. Pretty long layoff, too. You know, uh, I guess only 11 months. But, um, you know, Dewadu is a sharp striker, uh, but the guy doesn't have power. He kind of is a decision fighter, very content to pick away at you and just pick his shots, win over the full 15 minutes. Um, he's not an offensive grappler. He's not a good defensive grappler. So it's just he only has one area of the fight where he can really win and look clean, and that is distance striking. So the fact that he's minus 210 here, you know, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's exactly right. But Cub Swanson also has been looking really old lately. Uh, he did make that really stupid drop down to 135, got decimated by Martinez there. And it just seems like his legs are like particularly fragile, right? I mean, we've seen uh, Pineda hit him in the legs, and that did some damage. Um, uh, we, Martinez was ripping the legs, and obviously that led to the finish there. But, you know, it just seems like Cub Swanson's physicality, his durability is way, way on the decline. We might see a slight bounce back here because he's at 145. He's not having to make that deathly cut down to 135. Uh, but, you know, it's Cub or pass here. Uh, he is, uh, what, 39 years old, um, probably on the verge of retirement. So it's definitely a very high risk bet. He, his his floor here is very low. Um, but. At the same time, you know, historically, he's the much better career fighter. And uh, Dewadu, I don't think, is that great and has a lot of areas you can exploit. So um, I guess it's cover pass, but nothing on this one for me. Yeah, so this fight is uh, one that I have a, a, a small bet on. I took the under here at the two and a half when it was a small plus. Um, I think that this fight, is in a, there's going to be a finish here. And the reason I think that is, you know, I was kind of going back and forth a little bit, like kind of like shitting on Hakeem Dewadu. Because I don't, you know, I just don't like the kind of striker that he is. He's kind of like a lot of flash, right? Mean faces. Um, you know, he looks really scary. But the fact is, the guy's finished one guy in the last, like, six, seven years. And it was a guy who admitted to giving uh, hand jobs uh, in Japan to get money. So, and it took him three rounds. It took him three rounds to finish him. Um, so, you know, on the feet, he's got some clean strikes a bit. But I feel like he just, like... A fucking uh like an arcade game 
you know, fighter. Like, he's just hitting buttons. Like, he's just hitting these button strikes. He's, yeah, left hook, left kick. Like, he's trying to look pretty. Um, and it looks pretty sometimes. But when he does get pressured, I feel like, you know, maybe he could he could crack a little bit. But the thing is, like, his chin just looked bad in that last fight. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Julian rocked him multiple times. Body triangle to him with ease. No resistance by this guy. I mean, this guy is clueless on the ground. He sucks really bad on the ground. And I'm embarrassed for Julio Arce that the fact that he let him out of that back mount a few times, and that's why he lost the fight. But he's been back mounted multiple times. He's been dominated on the ground multiple times. They didn't make weight his last fight, you know, and, and even then he was still getting rocked, right? So maybe he's making the weight here. Um, his chin is maybe a little bit more deteriorated. But the fact is, what I think is that Cub Swanson is not coming to fight for 15 minutes is how I feel. And I don't really think it has something to do with his like durability and stuff like that, which obviously that does not help. But I just think he's coming to throw down. You saw against Darren Elkins, the way Cub Swanson throws these overhand rights and, you know, his follow-up shots and stuff like that, he's kind of, you know, digging in there. He's, you know, kind of like uh, leaning in and, you know, he's he's coming, back, you know, closing the door with his left hooks and he's looking to do damage. You know, he's not really a point fighter. You know, the Cub Swanson's never... Would you ever think of describing Cub Sansa as a point fighter, Martian? No. No, not a point fighter. Not a guy that can take a lot of shots either. But, you know, he's 11-3 and three in decisions. But I don't think he's looking to get, go to a decision here with this guy. I think if this goes to a decision very often, it's a win for Hakeem just because of the, the range of strikes that he's able to throw out there. Um, but I think they're going to mix it up. So I'm leaning towards this fight to finish. But I think the value is mostly gone. Maybe if you want to take a dozen star round three, maybe if you if that's like a plus, you know, a plus number. But I wouldn't want to lay juice on the under here um, just because I feel that, you know, like I said, Cub or the uh, Wadu sometimes doesn't have a lot of power. But I feel like after getting his ass whooped in his last fight, he's not going to make a statement like all these guys are they're not all long term. contracts, So, you know, put up or shut up for him. You get you get an old ass motherfucker who. He's only been able to beat Darren Elkins and Pineda in the last three years. So, you know, and he was getting beat up by Pineda, or the Pineda fight, whatever it is, what it was. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just think this fight is going to go under. But I would not lay this juice on Hakeem. It, it would be cover pass. Yeah, I understand a little bit of the under, but also, you know, you one of your points that kind of counter uh, counteracts that is that Dewadu only one finish in the past seven years. And, um, yeah, but the four, thing is, like, between, minutes, between, Arce, you know, Bochniak, Tahugov, Trezano, those guys are pretty durable, pretty tough. Not a lot of, they don't really get finished. Yeah. They have Cub KO at six, plus 650. That's not bad. That could be a good one, too, to add into the under. Yeah, or just like the fight to end KO at all, plus 105. Um, mm, not bad. Okay, yeah. So that's going to move us to the main event, uh, welterweight division, Brazilian main event uh, here. Vincente Luque coming off the two losses in a row, uh, taking on Rafael Dos Anjos. Odds for this one have uh, kind of bouncing back and forth. Two-way action on this one. Currently, Bet Online has RDA minus 115, Vincente Luque plus, or excuse me, minus 105. Your turn to start it off here, main event time. South American banger alert. Um, we got two guys here. You know, Brazil, America, Brazil, America, Brazil. America. So, Rafael, he did his camp in Brazil. He's moving back to America, apparently. Um, and I think he's coming He's coming in America with a win. You know, he's going to um, christen it with a win um, here. 
because uh, you know we got let's say, say the advantages here for RDA over a fighter like Mosetti Luque Southpaw, right? So Southpaw, um, we saw Jeff Neal tune this boy up, right? We were on Jeff Neal big there. We saw Bilal, we were on Bilal there. The um, Gilbert Burns comes out after the fight and basically says the reason Vincente Luque lost or like a big uh, wrinkle in the game plan of Bilal is that Bilal was switching to Southpaw and nailing him with the left body kick. And if you know Bilal, one, I mean, his kicks have been getting better, obviously. But two, the guy doesn't really have power. He can't really keep you honest with his hands very much. Um, obviously, he's a big welterweight, so that, that, that went in his favor. But, you know, the fact that this guy got crushed by body kicks by him was hilarious. Um, and, you know, so often, Vincente Luque just lets you be in fights with him. He's kind of, you know, looking to accumulate shots on you. His best punch is the left hook. So that's going to be tough for him to land here, I think, I guess, a softball in RDA. I feel like RDA, his wrestling, obviously, is way better than Vincente Luque. Look, Vincente's been taken down by, like, uh, basically, excuse me, everyone that has ever tried. And they're easy takedowns, dude. Like, it's like they run him over. It's like the people are literally a, a truck, and Vicente Luque is like a bystander, like in the middle of the highway. Because there is no sprawl from this guy. He just, even Jeff Neal took him down. Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal does not wrestle. Jeff Neal took him down. Uh, Kiesa took him down. I think Tyron, didn't Tyron Willie end up on top of him, you know, for a quick second? Maybe. I don't really remember. Mike Perry took him down. Derek Krantz was like on top of him, if I remember right. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so, you know, I think that's easy for RDA. I think RDA, after he establishes a little bit of his reign, gonna be easy for him to find him with his punches. But Sante Luque has bad defense. You saw all those shots that were getting through on him against Jeff Neal. Um, and like he's gonna just be looking to counter RDA. Could he counter RDA? Yeah, sure, maybe. Maybe he, he catches them clean. But when I was watching back that uh Fazia fight, you know, the thing that I noticed a lot is that I actually thought RDA didn't look that bad in that fight. It's just Fazeev is a fucking street fighter, you know, Ryu Ken, you know, brother, you know, disciple, and he's so fucking fast that RDA just couldn't, you know, couldn't catch up to him, couldn't land on him, you know, how he wanted to. He he was trying to build some of these combinations together, curtail this guy into the fence. But he really couldn't. And the thing is, Vicente Luque, he's not like that. He's slow-footed. You know, he looks to pressure you. But reality is, you could turn this guy whenever you want. You could abuse him in the clinch whenever you want. And then when he's on his back, he don't, he's got some submissions. He got no get-up game at all. So RDA is gonna be able, should be able to get these takedowns, get these double legs when he wants to. And if he gets him on the ground, especially, you know, mid-fight, I feel like he's going to be able to easily control Vicente Luque. Now, let's, Luque's tough, dude. The, you don't get a brain hemorrhage from fucking going down from the first shot. Now, do you, Martian, right? <laughs> that don't happen, right? It takes, it takes a few of them. So I respect the guy. But the guy's got blatant flaws in his game. And he's fighting a five-rounder against a championship, former championship. You know, obviously, the guy's not probably winning the title anymore. But former championship-level fighter who has literally every, you know, uh, skill that the guy struggles with. And Luke's two and six in decisions. So if I'm taking Luke, I'm taking him by knockout because I don't think he can, you know, I don't think he's going to submit RDA. Um, you know, I would be really surprised. It would have to be a club and something. So I would take, you know, I think you take RDA here, money line, and you take some Luke KO. What's Luke KO? Luke KO is three to one, dude. You, we are, I say two to one on, in, on Battle Online. Where's three to one? Fandle? I think Fandle, yeah. You take Luke KO and RDA to win, and I think you make him money. So, Luke by decision, I would be flabbergasted by. So, I agree. That's my thoughts of the fight. I think RDA is going to tune this boy up um, and, and get a win.
You think it'll be by decision for RDA? I haven't. I've not been good at predicting RDA um, how he wins his fights, but uh, I will predict a submission. Just cause. Um, just cause. Nice. That, uh, just plus, plus 460. I mean, they yes. have they have Luke a sub at plus 500 and then RDA sub at plus 460. So, I mean, not too much more I can say. Ozzy hit the nail on the head uh, in pretty much all regards here. It's big bet season on, on RDA. Biggest money line bet of the year for me. Um, and, you know, just, you know, Ozzy already laid out so many good points. I really don't think there's too much left to add. The Fizia fight, I thought RDA actually looked really good there. I mean, I, I obviously not enough to win but um you know he was turning the tide in those later rounds he was attempting a shitload of takedowns he was a trying the right game plan it's just physio's takedown defense looked really really stellar there so now he's not having to cut the weight down to 155 um although you know at in 155 last year we saw him absolutely body hanato moicano over five rounds i mean just an absolute ass whooping over another high quality fighter and make no mistake guys rda is an all-time great fighter. I think he's probably somewhere in like the top 15 fighters of all time. Just an absolute stud on the feet, grappler, uh, game planner, uh, pressure fighter, cardio, everything about the guy at one point was elite. And, uh, you know, still to this day, enjoy watching him fight, you know, ton and ton of five round experience. Has Luke ever won a five round fight? Am I, I don't no, know. Absolutely. No. not. He's he lost to Bilal, and that was a five rounder. Uh, um, no, Tyron Willie, that was yeah. I don't think he's ever won a five round fight. Um, while you know, just a, a wealth of experience in five rounders for RDA here. So, uh, the southpaw advantage, the grappling advantage, um, that you know, the brain problems. You know, I just think Vincente Luque historically has been very overrated by the market. Now, you didn't mention the the, the fun fact, Ozzy, uh, about Luque and his odds. What, what is that? Oh, he's not. This guy's never closed as an underdog. I mean, he closed like, you know, it's like pick. Um, you know, maybe some places you could get even money or plus one hundred five. But like a real underdog, never closes. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, he lost Bilal. Uh, okay, but then he was t Jeff Neal. I mean, Jeff Neal is a a nasty southpaw striker. Vincente Luque struggles with southpaw strikers, and neil was plus 150 in that fight i mean just a, a big big pattern of luke being overrated by the market i think that's continuing to happen here and i believe that rda will win the fight actually rather easily honestly so uh rda big here for me um that's gonna that's gonna honestly I, I honestly i think that some people they might be like well rda got dominated grappling by kiesa and luke submitted kiesa so, you know, Luke is going to be able to deal with the grappling. I honestly think some people, they, they do you think their brain, some like people that? do that, that oh, a, a, sure. a plus B equals C kind of thing? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I honestly we're, dealing think with, so, dude. we're dealing with a very stupid population of people. <laughs> here, so they definitely think like that. Yo, um, RDA, if RDA looks anything like he did against Fizzy, if he's going to destroy Vincente Luke. I agree there, but that is going to take us to our final segment, uh, the fuck Mary kill segment here. Um, I I'm thinking of my lines as we speak. Um, you got to go first, oh. Marsh. You got to give me. All you right, gotta give me all right. I got you. I got you. I got Let's you. Go all right, right first me. first line, Chukwi money line, mm -hmm. which is at minus one forty three. Okay. 
That takes us to the next one, which is a bet that you mentioned you like is the under two and a half in the co-main event, the um, Swanson and Dewadu fight that is currently at uh, minus one fifteen. And then the last one will be the over one and a half rounds in the Dawkins and Roundtree fight at plus one fifty. Holy shit! Damn. Okay. So man, man, that's a tough slate this week, man. Could I take a rain check? No, I'm joking. So I'm gonna go with uh, what was it for Issa and Shukri? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna fuck. Oh, yikes, dude, this is tough. I'm gonna fuck Chukwe. I gotta fuck Chukwe. I think. Um, oh no, I'm marrying Chukwe. I'm gonna get in that African in that that African bloodline. So I'm marrying Chukwe. I'm gonna kill the over in the uh, in the Dawkins fight. Killing that shit. And then I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna fuck uh, the 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 under in the in the mm. Swanson Dawudu fight. That's so that's, good. that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. So now, Martian, I'm giving you yours. All right. So you ready? Got it. So I'm, I'm gonna ready. I'm gonna make I'm I'm gonna mix it up for you because we're gonna add in Bellator here. All right. So wow. first, is that allowed? All yes, right, it's right. allowed. I make we make the I make the rules. All right. So your first one is James Gonzalez money line. All right. That's number one for you. Number Bro, two for you. Uh, plus 105. Number okay. two for you, RDA, minus 115, Martian. And then lastly, the third, your third bet is going to be, man, this slate is bad, dude, um, is uh, Mike Breedham, Moneyline. Mm, come on. That, that's too easy of one. <laughs> okay, I will okay, obviously okay, we okay, get... okay, 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 okay. Last one is uh, Boudet, Moneyline. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. That's what I'm talking minus, about. Uh, minus 205. Okay. Well, even though I like Buddy Boudet, we're gonna have to kill him just because. Oh man! Out of those three, I I actually do like him the least. Um, right. I still I'm pretty I'm very confident in Boudet, but minus two five, just not too much meat left on the bone there. Um, oh, the Mary the Mary has to be Rafael dos Anjos. Um, yes. just a great a great family man. Yeah. Uh, even though he's a Bolsonaro supporter, um, you know, just the type of guy that you want around your family. Um, yes. Longevity, even with the must, even when he's only rocking the mustache, even sure. then, still good. I mean, the man is longevity personified. He, we know how they say, you know, through, uh, well, they you'll uh nurse them through sickness and in health when you're getting married. RDA t- took that very literally. Uh, and then we gotta, gotcha. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, uh, the Northeast guy, James Gonzalez, that's right, former Who opponent bugs? of Bill, former opponent of Bill Algio. Um, and uh, pr- probably James the last Gonzalez guy is my boy. We're 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 we're, we're uh, Eskimo brothers, really. In the MMA sense. Oh right. Oh okay. That's that's a little less interesting. But I believe uh, I believe uh, Bill Algio was the last guy to actually like cleanly defeat James Gonzalez. I don't know if anybody has has done it since. Truly, don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Let's pull up. Oh no, Aubrey Aaron, Aaron. I forgot Aaron, the Aaron Pico fight happened. <laughs> Aaron Pico fight, that bro. That was this dude. James Gonzalez is tough as fuck. Yeah, I remember when I was coming up, I was like, "Ooh, like I would not want to fight uh, Aaron Pico, like ever. Like I would yeah. never sign that contract." So credit, shout out. Uh, but yeah, that's a good one. And uh, less, uh, less uh, Bellator impressions. Uh, any endorsements or, or or stuff you want to say about Bellator? We're on Jimmy James, obviously Northeast Shoe Box. Uh, that's our boy. Um, you know, overall, there's a lot of fights on the card. So, you know, some bets that I made, I, I got Maldowski, um, 
what's his name? Uh, Sydney Outlaw as an underdog here. You know, he's getting uh, the other guy's getting steamed, so we'll probably get a, a better line. I haven't made the bet yet, but I will. Um, but anything over 200, I like on him. Um, and then, uh, and then you say you like quiche, right? I know that other girl, uh, but I don't know about it. I hate quiche. Gonna, yeah, I hate it's... quiche, both literally like quiche, like the dish, and then quiche. I hate both. I, quiche is my least favorite. MMA fighter. Mm. That's a little it's a little harsh, but yeah. I don't care. Yo, Alan Cruz maybe over in that fight. Um but yeah, there's a lot of fights in the card. Yeah, I endorse Jimmy G. Um don't I guess Outlaw is good just because Mamadayev is such a lay in prayer. He literally does nothing in these fights. Oh wait, you forgot to mention your favorite your favorite bet, the main event bet. What does I mean? Oh uh, oh the under, yeah. So that fight not or no, uh, no, actually, no. That fight, that that's not a bet that I make or I like. But interesting that um, shut up, Martian. Interesting that uh, Logan Sorley's getting steamed a little bit. But I got one a- other thing. Alan Cruz. Alan, Alan Cruz. Cruz. One other thing. If this Nikita guy goes down uh, a bit more, I think stylistically he go. It's a difficult fight for Higo. So, but mm. it will have to be less. I can't lay that kind of juice. Barzola GTD. Um, Barzola GTD. Yes, I like that one. Bates is, uh, I think, a tough prospect. I think, you know, win or lose, I think he'll be scrappy, but I think it will be tough for Barzola to finish uh, anyone, but especially Jalen Bates. Uh, yes, yeah, so we mentioned a lot of lines at the end there. Last week, I remember I, I mentioned some lines, two out of three winners in that one, a minus 160 winner uh, that the. Kai Bennett lost, and then the under in the uh, Anthony Ivy fight. So two out of three came through for me last week. Let's hope we can get some uh, some post limb bet winners in this one. Um, that'll be all for this week, though. In RDA, we trust everybody. Uh, hope everyone enjoys the fights, wins some bets. We'll see you all before the next UFC event next week. Uh, UFC Boston, Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley, a big one next week. We'll see you all then. Peace out. Later.